We're going to start from the last three lines in Tesvav Amadalif. It's it's continuing to the discussion about the Machlikis Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaisi about Shema. You have to hear the words that you're saying. That Rabbi Yaisi says you're not, you must, without that you're not Yaitza. And Rabbi Yehuda says you're Yaitza, which you weren't so sure what it means. Are you allowed to do with the Chachila? Are you just Yaitza with the Evet? Fine. So now, we're going to bring another Mishnah in a different, a different discussion, which will tie into this Machlekes. And as many times in the Gemara, different discussions that were pasted together came from different yeshivas at different times. And therefore, many times, the same process of discussion was repeated. And, we, and the Gemara repeats everything as it was said. It's holy. It was said by, by Amirayim. We say the whole discussion, although it's a repetition. So we'll have some repetition on the discussion we had yesterday. Tonight, elsewhere. All Jews are fit to read the Megillah. Besides a deaf mute, a shaita, and a minor, a cotton below bar mitzvah. A woman, halachically, would be allowed, but for different reasons, we don't do it. In most cases, tzibur, we don't do it. It's not covered. The tzibur, um, it, it's, it could even be that it's a bit of a different chiyuv on a woman and a man, so they wouldn't be able to might see a man. And even to another woman, it says it's better not to. But you yates. If they would read, you yates. However, you're not yates. Rabbi Yehuda machshir Rabbi Yehuda says. That a cotton you Now, the Gemara understood that chedesh over here isn't the regular chedesh. Chedesh over here isn't the the chedesh. Uh, obvious thing is not the regular chedesh. I, I translated the deaf mute, but someone should have stopped me right away. Why can't they say that a deaf mute is not kosher to read the Megillah? Mute, you can't see. Exactly. <laughs> so obviously, a over here is not a deaf mute. If he's not a deaf mute, he's only deaf, then usually you're kosher to do all the mitzvahs. If you're kosher to do all the mitzvahs, then how come you're not kosher to read the Megillah? Obviously, this must be Rabbi Yaisi, which Rabbi Yaisi says that if you don't hear, you didn't say it. So if he didn't say it, he's not Yaitzi. If he's not Yaitzi, he can't even see anyone else because he can't hear the Megillah without hearing it's worthless. Man, who's the one who says that a deaf, not a deaf mute, a deaf man, even with the Evid, is not Yaitzi the Megillah, as it sounds like the Parshat of Shat Kshadim. Kshadim usually means it's kosher. The Megillah reading is kosher. So you're saying that a deaf person's Megillah reading is not kosher. This must be Rabbi Yaisi. It's not, as we said, but again, this is a different yeshiva. They did another discussion before. They were learning Megillah. And they were saying, who, whose opinion is this? Says Rabbi Masna, let's open up Gemara Brachis. It's Rabbi Yaisi. The Gemara, Mishnah is Brachis. It's not, we learned in the Mishnah, Kredis HaShemah V'Lei Yishmiyah La'ozna Yotza. Divir Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yaisi Emelah Yotza. Now the problem is, as we'll see later on in the Gemara, the halacha was paskin like Rabbi Yehuda. And therefore, the Gemara isn't very comfortable to say that there's a Mishnah, a nameless Mishnah, 
which is following Rabbi Yaisi, which is not the halacha. Although it seems quite clear, Rabbi Yehuda Mashiach, as the Gemara will point out later, that the Tanakam is obviously not Rabbi Yehuda. And who is the opponent of Rabbi Yehuda? Similarly, Rabbi Yaisi, in this, in this, in this, in this discussion. So it would make the most sense to say that it's Rabbi Yaisi, but the Gemara is looking and going out of its way to say maybe the mission is Rabbi Yehuda because that's the halacha and we would rather the mission to fit the halacha. Let's see. Mimayad Rabbi Yaisi. Who tells you that this mission is Rabbi Yaisi? When we say it's not kosher, it means to say you're not Yaisi. Maybe the mission is Rabbi Yehuda. Kosher means fit. Fit means that there are people that L'Chadchili you could send up to read the Megillah. So these people are not fit for that. But maybe if they read, you're Yaitzen. And therefore, maybe you could fit with Rabbi Yehuda. It's not possible. It's a group over here. A Chedesh, a Shoyte, and a Kot. Just like a shoyta and a cotton, it's obvious they're not bnei mitzvahs. So obviously you're not yitz even with the oven. Avchedish the oven namily, a deaf person. Also you're not yitz with the oven. So it must be Rabbi Yosi. So first of all, kshedim the parshas he would say means you're yitz, and the Gemara is trying to be doichik. If you know, maybe kosher means the hatchil. And now we're going to see another doichek. Who says just because they're in a group, they have to be alike? Maybe a chaynesh cannot read the Megillah, but if you read his yoytzeh, and a shayt of a cotton, you're not yoytzeh. Again, it's not a typical style in the Gemara, but here we're trying to go out of our way to say that it's Rabbi Yehuda. So says Toysis. Says the Gemara, look at this. I'm sorry, I skipped. Can you say that the whole there's missing some details in the Mishnah to explain. So we have to read in order to explain it. Everyone is fit to read the Megillah. This is only talking about a minor which is not an age of Chinuch yet. A child in the age of Chinuch can read and he waits to other people. So says Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi Yehuda says that a cotton is okay. Which again, so untypical to say that a Mishnah with a Machloikis is really one thing I'm after to But we want to do that because that's the Allah. Says the Gemara, no, no, no. Now we're going to go back. It's going to be a, uh, not copy and paste, but it's going to be a match to the whole discussion we had on the last piece of Gemara. Trying to figure out what Rabbi Yehuda holds. If he holds that it's only with the Eved, you Yoytzeh without hearing, or even the Chathil. The Mayu Kim Rabbi Yehuda. How are you attempting to say that that's Rabbi Yehuda? Which the only way we can explain this Rabbi Yehuda is with the Evadin Chathil Eloi. If you say that according to Rabbi Yehuda, only with the Evad it's okay, but the Chathil you must hear. El Hadatani, what we learned in Abraiz, Rabbi Yehuda, 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 Rabbi Yehuda,
can take truma. Mani, who would this fit to? Okay, since we have a b'raisa which says that you don't have to hear, you could be toyrim and make the bracha and you don't hear it and it doesn't matter. There is a tana which says, not a tana, a b'raisa, a nameless b'raisa that says that in the Chathilah you could say a bracha without hearing. If you're going to say that Yehuda says only So who does this price go according to? So we must say that Yehuda said the Chathilah as well. Says the Gemara, no, I'll bring you a different price. Again, we had this last time, last page. I'll bring you opposite price, a price which clearly says that the Chathilah you must hear. But with the other Yehuda, and if you're going to tell me that Yudah says Lechatechila, again, I'm stuck with that price of who goes according to. Mani, lay Rabbi Yudah, lay Rabbi Yudah. I Rabbi Yudah, if it's Rabbi Yudah, ha'amar afilu Lechatechila, nami, that you're allowed to do Lechatechila, bi Rabbi Yudah, ha'amar afilu Diyavah, nami, that you're allowed to do Lechatechila, that's also no good. Says the Gemara, lay Rabbi Yudah, the first price which says that Lechatechila, it's okay, is Rabbi Yudah, ha'amar Lechatechila, nami, and he holds, he allowed to say it without hearing. I, the second b'raise, which says that only with the other yaitzah, the first b'raise, the, the Mishnah where he says, or the b'raise where he says that you're allowed to do it. That's his own opinion. And the b'raise which says only with the other yaitzah, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion in the name of his Rebbe, Rabbi Rabbi, Rabbi Lozab and Azariah. The Tanya Amr of Yudim Shabbat Allah Zabin Azariah HaKodesh Matzorich Shiyashmiya Laoznai He must hear what he's saying. He doesn't say he's not Yitz. He must hear what he's saying. Shana Shema Yisrael, you have to hear. Amr Rabbi Meir Harei Oimra Shalom Leichim Etzav Chayim Alev Avecho Achar Kavon Asalein Alein Heinen Advarim The only thing you have to have is pay attention and maybe move your lips but not hear which means Rabbi Meir holds that even the Chathila, it's okay. Oh, so I bought this Braise looking at the first half of the Braise, trying to solve the issue halfway by quoting two Rabbi Yudas. But once I quoted the whole Braise, I could solve things in a much simpler way. Now that he quoted the entire Braise, now that he came to this, I feel the time Rabbi Yudas can have basically, he can hold like his Rabbi. I have no problems, Rabbi Yudas. The Braise, which says that only be the Abadir Yoyitz is Rabbi Yehuda, and Hor Rabbi Yehuda and Shimon ben Pazi's Braise, which said that you the Chatechila can do it is Rabbi Meir. Fine. Okay. Till this small piece, whatever was a repetition of last Amr. Now the conclusion of the Sugi. Amr Rabbi Chista, Amr Rabbi Shila, Halachik Rabbi Yehuda, Shomer Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, Halachik Rabbi Yehuda. The halacha is like the b'raise which recorded clearly Rabbi Yehuda saying in the name of Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, and the halacha is like our Mishnah which records Rabbi Yehuda clearly. Says the Gemara, which basically means that the chatechili, you must say it loud to hear it, but with the Yavadi, you without. Which that's actually the halacha. You must hear what you're saying by Shema, or by any bracha. However, if you didn't, you yoytze. Says the Gemara, Tzricha. Why, why do you have to quote Rabbi Yehuda himself and Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Lazar ben Azari? Just quote one of them. We need both. 
ויש מן הלוח הכי רבי יהודה, if you would just say הלוח הזה כרבי יהודה נמישנה, it's unclear what רבי יהודה holds, as we had the whole discussion just before. Have, I mean, I might have said אפילו לכתחילה. When רבי יהודה says you yeitze, he means to say you are allowed to do it לכתחילה, as we thought. כלומר שמולון, therefore he says, no, הלוח הכי רבי יהודה משה ברלוזר בן עזריה, that says that you must say it loud, not loud, you must say it, and he said in the system, audible, yeah? If he can hear what you're saying. And, if you would just say the Allah has a Kirby the name of Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, have a minute sorech ben Nitakon. Rabbi Loza ben Azariah never said the video of the Yitzim. He said just you have to say it audible. You have to say it in a tone that you can hear. Yeah? He didn't say Yitzim otherwise. If we match the two together, Rabbi Yudha and the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudha and the name of Rabbi Loza ben Azariah, Together it makes that you must say it loud enough, but you get it without. So that's why you have to say halach is like both. Therefore, we say both things. Kamash malon halachik Rabbi Yehuda that halach is like Rabbi Yehuda that you get and that's takad halach. Good. Amar Yosef machlekes bekriyashma. The whole machlekes whether you have to hear what you're saying is bekriyashma. Avu b'sha'arim mitzvahs any other mitzvah which you have to say, basically any bracha. Then, without hearing it. So says Rabbi Yosef. As it says, Listen in, hear, Yidin. Which means whenever you're, you're, you're going to, I don't know, do a mitzvah, you have to hear what you're saying. Shema is an exception for whatever reason. Because it says, is coming to exclude that you're Yitzah, as long as you, you moved your lips and he paid attention. Mason, I think, well, how could you say that? We just had a price before. There's a clear price which talks about a different mitzvah, and it says you're Yitzah. And we also had a clear price which said that you're allowed to take Trumalachatchila, which is a bracha again, without hearing it. Okay, but the Chiddush is the Deiraisa. Maybe the Rabbanu not a big deal, but the Deiraisa, which is the Birchas Hamazon or Bikurim, different things which mean Deiraisa, you have to recite. Not regular brachas, brachas Deiraisa. When we have a clear brachas about a bracha Deiraisa, says the Gemara. Says the Gemara, you're right. We cannot keep this statement as it is. Eloi itmar hachi itmar. If you want to say this statement, you must say it like this. Everyone agrees that the Ovad It says you must listen, must hear. That's talking about Divri Soira. That what has cases is says, crush yourself. You have to work very hard when it comes to Divri Toira. You have to crush yourself. You cannot just take it easily. That's what the Pasuk is coming to say. Not to say that any bracha must be said out loud. We didn't have any proof before that a B.A.C. holds that even with the Yovah, not Yitzah in any other mitzvah. And now we're saying that Allah is according to everyone that with the Yovah, after the fact, the Yitzah. But the Yovah means after the fact. Give me just one second. Okay. So saying here that. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. I mean, the Buddha, Rashi is, 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 is sending us the Gemara later, which only explains the word Haskis. What about the word Shema? So when you learn Torah, you must hear it, and without that, you're not Yitzah? It doesn't say that. It says you have to say it with your lips. Uh, but you're Yitzah without hearing as well. Okay, I have to look into that. Yeah. So what's saying here? Like... Yeah. Okay. So that's taka the halacha that all mitzvahs you're supposed to say all brachas you should say out loud in a way that you can hear, but if not, you're yotzim. Fine. Then comes an opposite machloikis in the Mishnah. If you read it without making it accurate, yeah. If you read the if you read the kriyashma and you punch the words together that it sounds swallowed, or you didn't read it in proper diktuk, says Rabbi Yosi, you're yotzim. Says Rabbi Yehuda, you're not Yotza. The opposite about hearing. You read Kriyashma, but you weren't very particular in pronouncing the words accurately. The Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda that if you didn't hear what you're saying, you're Yotza. The Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda that if you didn't read it accurately, you're Yotza. We take both kulas. Fine. Now again, Rabbi Tovi Yom Rabbi Yeshi is not a common combination in the Gemara, and therefore we're going to bring other quotes or one more quote from this Rabbi Tovi Yom Rabbi Yeshi. Rabbi Tovi Yom Rabbi Yeshi, There are three which never get satisfied. Shaul ve'Eitzer Rechem, the the grave, and um, so there's a third one of this fire. Um, Oh no, that's a that's a fourth one. The third one is um grave, the womb. And the earth that is not sated with water. And the earth that is not sated with water. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Earth, earthly mine, earth which which uh, is lacking water, you could pour and you could pour, and it's never gonna be too much. So Shana Shainalis is one of the three that never get satisfied. Sha'il, the grave, Vaitzer Rechem, and the womb, and the and the earth that the, that the, that doesn't have enough water, you could pour and pour more water, and it's never gonna get satisfied. Okay. So his question is Why does the Pasik put together a grave and a womb? It's two opposite things. This is when a person is born. This is when a person uh, passes away. Echad has no connection to each other. It's coming to tell you like this. A womb, you put things in and it comes out. The grave also, if you put a yid into a grave, he's not staying there forever. He's going to come out. He's going to be and not just is it a comparison, but Dvorim It's a Rechem you put in the child quietly. And might see when he's born, he makes a loud noise. And everyone knows about it. The grave which they bury a person and everyone's standing on the side and crying. So then, isn't it obvious that he will come out of the grave and it'll be very, everyone will know about it. It'll be, it'll be a public, public news. It's not going to be a secret. Everyone's going to hear 
that the graves are opening up and people are coming out. This is one of the proofs. But this is a proof for the idea Some say that we know that's a, a moon that we have, which the Chayra is passed on from Moshe Rabbeinu. But there are those that didn't agree, didn't believe in the in Teresh and they were they were denying this whole this whole idea. So we have to have rise from Sukim. So there's many rise from Sukim, and this is one of the rise, one of the rise, the fact that Shleim Hamadach compares the womb to the grave to show that both are a two-way street. Things come in and things will go out. Fine. Okay. Back to the Gemara. Continuing in the Gemara. Let me just see one second. Uh, yeah, okay. Says the Gemara. Tani Rabbi Yishayaka made the Rav. Again, they had every yeshiva had their Tana, the one who would repeat the Brises. In the yeshiva of Rav, the, the, the Tana was Rabbi Yishayah. So he said over a Bryce like this. The Pasuk says, Uchsavtom. You should write down on the mezuzah, the parshis, the parsha of Shema, Vayim Shemoya. Hakul bichsav. The entire parsha must be written. Afilut savois. Even when the Torah tells you, and you shall write, and you shall learn, and you should put this on the tefillin. The Chayri, you would say, the Torah is telling you some information or some text. And then it tells you, write this. So... In my humble opinion, I wouldn't write down on the thing that I'm writing down, the instruction write this, right? And someone tells you, quote from here to here. You don't write down quote from here to here. You can just quote from here to here. So the Torah is telling you, write this down on your doorpost. So I would write Shema uh, until Ukshartum, because then it's telling you where to put this information. Or maybe even I would write just till Uvachom because from there on, he's telling you what to do with this information. Teach this to your child, say it over every day, write, write it down on the tefillin, write it down on the mezuzahs. Why should I write the instructions on the, on, on, on the place that I'm supposed to put it on? That's what I would think. So that's what the Apostle says, no, uchsav tom. Write the full thing, like uchsav tom, it has to be complete. Everything has to be there. Every word in this fashion has to be there, even the instructions. Yeah. Who? I don't know how to translate this exactly. Um, who said this brisa basically? Who's the Tana? It's not a typical notion. Uh, it's not like as if he heard it from the Tana of the brisa. Who's the Tana of this brisa? Rabbi Yudi. This must be Rabbi Yudi. The Amr Gabi Saita. All these cases, it's a voice in the case. And other like this. Everyone agrees that on Tfilin and Amazuzas, you write the whole parish. No one argues on that. The question is, who needs a special posse to teach me that? Rabbi Yehuda needs that. Because there's another place where the Torah says to write something down, which is by a Saita. And Rabbi Yehuda says, don't write down the instructions. Write down the information. When the trader says, and you shall write this down, don't write those words down. Right? In other words, we see in the trader, and he learns it from Sukkim over there. So we see in the trader that there's a source of when I'm supposed to write down information, I skip the instructions. And that's why I would think that the same would apply to Tilan and Mezuzas. 
comes the Pesach Uchsav Tom and tells me, don't skip anything. The Omer, the Omer Gabi Saita by Saita, he writes, always because of the Shavuah with taking upon herself a curse. That all she writes down. The commandments that telling her what to do or telling telling the coin what to do, that you don't write down. But the, the but, he, but here he agrees that you write everything down because it says because of and the word Ayla comes to say only this and not anything else, as we'll see soon. Here it says, then you, have to, then you have to write also the instructions. I'm sorry. Write it down. It doesn't say, it says, write down just the necessary information. Here it says, so you have to write everything. So he says, no, it doesn't make sense to me. Even according to Rabbi Yehuda, it should be obvious that you write everything. At two times, Rabbi Yehuda, is Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, Rabbi Yehuda's source, Yehuda's logic, why he says you only write the actual information? Because it says, V'chosav and not V'chosav Tom. Time in Rabbi Yehuda, Mishum D'chosav Olis, or another version, Eile, this he should write, Eile in, only these Shavuos with the taking upon itself a curse, Savois light, the instructions not, the commandments not. However, by Tfilin and Mezuzah, where it doesn't say that. So obviously, you should write everything. So why does it mean need a Pesach? Answered back Rabbi Shayim. Itzrich. No, I still understand that it's Rabbi Yehuda because according to Rabbi Yehuda, we do need a Pesach by, by, by Tfilin and Mezuzah. Why? So Kedayin Tuchamina, I would have thought Neilev Ksiva Mihosu. It should be either Xeda Shava, although Xeda Shava, you must have a Rebbe to teach you. Why do you have to have something to exclude a, 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 a Xeda Shava? Unless it's not Xeda Shava, it's just telling us. It, it's like a Binyanah. It's like a Binyanah which tells us that whenever the Torah says you have to write, it means write the necessary information without the instructions. My awesome, just like they're always seen, I only write the necessary, the, 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 the Torah of this, the Shavuah with the Olo, Tzavoy, Sloy. I don't write the commandments, the, the instructions. Here also I won't write the commandments. However, according to other opinions, we do not need this extra Pasuk to tell us that you should write everything. It's obviously write everything. And Nechzatam is for other things. The fact that the Oasis himself should be a complete, clear writing, not for this limo that you write every detail. It's obviously write every detail. Fine. Tony Rabbi Avadi Rav another tunnel in the Yeshiva of Rava, said a different price. In volume Shmuyetas Vilimaditem. So though it says Vilimaditem, not Vilimaditom, but in spelling it's the same. And we learn Sheilamut Chotom. When you say Shema, it should be complete. Sheitenunemach Menadvekim, make spaces between letters. That can be attached together and sound like one sound like one word. That was the price. So only Rabbi Basay, Rabbi right away gave examples. Um, what are the examples? Kigain al 
Eschem, Mi'eretz, wherever it could be swallowed together, you have to separate. Interesting that Al-Tadeb and Shurch says that it really applies to anything we say. Any brocha, any davening, not just the Shema. Here it would sound like it's like a limut from the Pasuk in Shabbat. But I guess from there we learned that anything that we say should be with the proper separations. Fine. Although you eat so without, but you should you should pronounce every word clearly to, to, to separate them. And he, he reads every word clearly without touching them together unnecessarily. And he goes to take a hand and they cool it off for him a bit. Because uh, Shema is a shmir of a mazikim. That's why you have the Shindaladil and the mezuzah. Because the Shema causes a shmira. And, and it also causes a shmir if you do it properly in Gehen. That's what the Masha says. Shinem, as it says, before Shin Dalad Yud Malachim, when Hashem uh, spreads out, or uh, there's different explanations in the Pasuk. When Hashem spreads out, that's what the word Paris means, Malachim, the kings, there will be snow in Tsalmin. So, what does that mean? Don't read it when it will spread out, whether when you will specify clearly. You'll write and you'll say each word clearly. Don't read the word Salmoin, which is a place, rather, in the place of death, which is again. And Melochim says Rashi refers to Torah. And Shindalad Yud means you're accepting Hashem as your king. Before they shindaled yud, when you accept Hashem, Hashem as your king, especially as we said, shindaled yud is related to the parasha of Shema. That's the that's the name of Shmira, which comes out of the parasha, which has to do with the parasha of Shema. That's what's in the back of the mezuzah. So when you say clearly the words of accepting Malchus then Malachim, the Torah, which makes a person into a king, but with that Torah that you're saying so clearly, Tashli will put in snow Bitzalmovis again. We'll make that again, it will be cooled off, it won't burn the person so much. And that's what uh, that's what you gain by saying Shema very clearly, saying every word clear. Okay. To summarize, to summarize, um, we spoke about, we continued about the Machloikis, Rabbi and Rabbi Yaisi, if you have to hear what you're saying. So we, we brought a Machloikis by Megillah, not a Machloikis, a, a Mishnah by Megillah, which says, that Khairish, uh, which obviously means he, he could this he could read but not hear, is not kosher for reading the Megillah. So we assume it's even Midiava then it's Rabbi Yaisi, and we're trying to crash that it should be Rabbi Yehuda. But then we, we, we came to the Nakuda the Maskona that Rabbi Yehuda holds, like his Rebbe Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar, that one should Lechatchila read, say Shema, or as we said later, any other bracha. Um, loud enough that he should hear, but he's yitzvah if not. That's the combination of Rabbi Shimon Malazah, which said you must say it loud enough that you should hear, and Abida, which said that you if not, you put the two together, that's the Allah. And then the Maskara Rabbi Yitzvah said that by other mitzvahs, everyone agrees that you must say it loud enough that you should hear, but on the other hand, you're if not. Um, then we had another Machlikis, Rabbi Yisra and Rabbi Yehuda, which is the opposite, that Rabbi Yehuda says, you're not Yitz if you didn't say every word very clearly, separate from one word from another, 
very accurately. And Abayi says, your Yoytzeh, obviously you should be careful about your Yoytzeh. And Allah is like, Yoytzeh, that you're Yoytzeh. Um, okay, we mentioned the side word that there's a, there's a raya for the union of Tchiyas Mason from the fact that Shleim HaMelech compares a womb to a grave. That both of them is a two-way street. You go in and you come out. You don't just stay there. Right? Um, then we had a a pasuk which from there there's a brayse which says says uchsav tom that on a mezuzah and on tefillin he must write the entire parsha shema vayim shemoya not skipping the commandment of writing it which we need that limud according to Rabbi Yudu which says that by soiti you don't write the commandments although there's a special limud over there but there's like a, either gzeder shav or a binyanav a comparison that we might make between there and here that says v'chosav here it says uchsav tom maybe we'd compare the two and say that we write everything but the commandments. Therefore, we have to have the possible chsaf tom, they write everything. Then we spoke about the benefits of saying, not the benefits, first of all, that, what does it mean saying shema clearly? Separate words that could sound like one word, the, the, the letter could be swallowed, and mems together are mems and olives, salamids and lamids, separate them. And if one does that, then the Gehenim gets called off for him. Good in Shabbos.